What's up, Internet? Welcome to Legacy Characters, a podcast where my dad and I hang out and talk about everything in pop culture. Comics, movies, television, music. We look how it used to be. We look how it is now. Everywhere in between. And now, without further ado, let's get generationally geeky. What is up, Carter John? What's up, Daddy O? Not much, man. I'm hanging out here in the Legacy Lounge, um, doing some uh, pre uh, pre pre staging work for the new Legacy Lounge. Yeah, dude, doing some more renovations. Yeah, upgrading, updating. You know, yeah, a little bit bigger space, a little fancier shit. Yeah, yeah, bigger parties. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> better ambiance to our yeah. recording environment that's right yeah provides that positive energy exactly it gets us up in the morning to do this for absolutely no reason other than the fact that we enjoy it anyway yeah yeah <laughs> but well, we need it getting a getting a watch and you know read about it and listen to cool shit and then talk about it it's awesome um but yes welcome uh this is our weekly episode the chat where we're taking an in-depth look into one aspect in pop culture. This week, we are diving headfirst into the recently released Netflix series, Marvel's The Defenders. Yay! I've been waiting for a long time, man. Yep. This show is a culmination of four separate TV shows and five total seasons. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's got a lot of build-up to it. Yeah, it's for like the Avengers-style crossover is what this is. Why would you be listening to this and not know what the Defenders is? But whatever. I just want to right. give a lead in. But yeah, you mentioned that already. And I kind of want to bring that up before we start. We're like fucking 50-something hours into all these characters. Oh, yeah. They're, you know, they all have a full, at least one full season of of, of background, origin. You know, yeah. you, you know you get, you're 100% invested in all of them. Yeah, this is 65 hours. Yeah. just did the math. So, you know, yeah, that's a lot of investment in all four of them. And yeah, see, that's the coolest part. Yeah. It's fucking insane. We got all all four of them with really really solid bases. Yeah, leading into this. So, yeah, um, how we're gonna do this today is we're gonna start by kind of just recapping where each character is coming into the Defenders. Right, their seasons because they all have at least one under their belt, and kind of how that leads into what takes place in the Defenders. The Uh, culmination. Yeah, and so then we'll get into our actual review itself. And talk about our general thoughts on the show, you know, get more in depth, talk about the characters, all that right. stuff. And then pick our favorite moment at the end before we rate it and wrap up. Okay, um, but I do want to say before we start, I know this was released like two days ago by the time we put this out. Yeah. So, but this is full spoilers. This, oh, yeah. The, you were going to go into it. Yeah. We're going to spoil the ever loving shit out of the Defender. So don't listen to this unless you're a sadist or yep. have already watched the show. Right. <laughs> All right. Or, man. you know, listen to us and maybe this is a kicker for you to go watch a show. Yeah. Because we don't go into it, you know, enough depth that would really, but, uh, but, you know, it might be a kicker for somebody that might not. 
there's enough right. that we're going to talk about that. Yeah. I'd, I'd say go watch the show first, but it does. Right. Uh, spoiler alert. It's good. Go watch it. Yeah. I exactly. Will say Invest the time. Yeah. It's only eight hours. It's really in the grand scheme of binge watching yeah. things. It's not that long. Right. No. Um, all right. So let's start with our recap before we get into our actual review. Um, which defender do you want to start with? Um, always Daredevil. Yeah. He has two seasons. Yep. So we have Matt Murdock and at this point in his Daredevil career at the end of season two, he's no longer Daredevil. Yeah, he's done. He after the death of Electra. Yeah. And his run in with Kingpin. At the end of season one. Yeah. It, that's just all culminated to yeah, I can't do this anymore. No, he doesn't want to. And he's broken up with Foggy, his partner, Nelson and Murdoch is no more. More, yeah. And he's on again, off again, figuring himself out with Karen Page. Right. So Daredevil's life is shit right now. Yeah. Leading into the Defenders. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you can kind of see him really working on just trying to get away from that aspect of his life. Yeah. It just he wants to get on track and kind of just be normal. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of where he'll start. In yeah, where he comes. Yeah, where he steps into the defenders. Exactly. So, you know, we get a broken mat is kind of the point we're trying to make as we before we get into yeah. talking about the actual defender show. And that's where he's coming in. You know, he's given up this life. He doesn't done want anything to bullshit. Yeah. You know, he's he's spent basically all the way up to this point in his life dealing with this. Yeah. He's been trained to do it. You know, he, he knows a lot of the history of why this shit's going down. Yeah. And, you know, and so, yeah, you can see where all that trauma in the first two seasons just, yeah, it would break anybody. Yeah. It really would. And especially with somebody with his type of senses. Oh, and that just, just just exaggerates the amount of pressure it puts on him. Because he's a constant influx of everything. Yeah. It, yeah, that's it'd be brutal. Yeah, Jessica even calls him weird. Yeah, you're weird. Oh, geez, Jessica. Uh, <laughs> so I guess that yeah, that's a good segue. We'll talk about Jessica next. Um, she's kind of on the lowdown. She's just doing her thing. Yeah, she's a, a private investigator. Um, you when know, her season. Wow, her season was fucking over the top. Yeah, another broken character. I think that's yeah. you know kind of the theme across all these characters leading into the. Defenders. Yeah, they, there's there's been trauma. On all fronts, yeah, but all her, especially like she she got emo- she got mentally mind fucked and finally finished it. So yeah, it, like to her that was like done. Okay, that's finally over. But it, yeah. what does she do next? Yeah, is kind of you know where we see her picked up and left off. Right, yeah, because she was she was kind of broken at the end too. But you know, but she also had a you know. A, could see a positive light coming out of it yeah because you know mr purple really fucked her up and he's gone now and yeah there is yeah she she fucked him up yeah so yeah you see that transition of her and her really you know what am i gonna do yeah post this massive like yeah and she really wasn't working she you know going into this she wasn't doing really anything she's sitting at a bar getting drunk and thinking it was nighttime exactly (laughs) doing her jessica thing (laughs) so you know that kind of leads on to luke cage where he's kind of 
the farthest removed from all of this. Dude's in jail. Yeah. Um, and he's been in jail and got out of jail, you know, and had to fight his, you know, uh, Copperhead, who was... His half-brother. Co- no, uh, Diamondback. Diamondback. Yeah, I knew it was one of those bad snakes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty fucking much. <laughs> but, yeah, like, he's in prison. Yeah. Leading I, into the defense. Yeah, and his his first season was just over the top. Yeah. I mean, I I really enjoyed that season. They did such a good job with all these characters. I think we can just talk about, like, I love all of these shows. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, all of them were thoroughly enjoyable. And it kind of just leads into the hype that is The Defenders. Yeah. You know, but especially Luke Cage, which came out of nowhere for me, a character I'd never really followed in the books. Right. You knew about Luke Cage because of Danny yeah. and Iron Fist. That's exactly how I knew about him. Like, exactly. I read Iron Fist and he's Iron yeah. Fist's best friend. But I love Mike Coulter. I love, love, he is Luke Cage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, yeah, perfect. And you and I have talked about this. It's Marvel. Yeah, they don't. Marvel doesn't miss. And they're casting. Ever. Yeah, no. Not even once, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's like, exactly it. They're just even yeah. Edward Norton wasn't bad, no, and they replaced him with someone even better, even better. So, yeah, not to get off on a tangent, but yeah, Luke's in jail, so we'll see how he, you know, he's comes into yeah, this. he's in jail and getting out of jail. So yeah. now he's having a transition. But the cool thing about it was, is that you know, coming out of the season, he had done good. He's full on Luke Cage. He knows his mission now. Yeah, he, you know, Harlem. In fact, Harlem has embraced him. He's yeah. a, you know, he's a hero. And that's something we find out going into the Defenders. Also, is all these guys are heroes. Yeah, and coming out heroes. of their their first seasons or second season for yeah. Daredevil, they're all heroes because they just fucking balled up. Exactly. Except, and that's a good segue. Danny, right. who's just in the mess of what's going on in the Defender. I don't know how to talk about where Danny's at without spoiling the Defenders. Like he has the most seamless transition between his series and the Defenders. Like he, we right. left him fighting the hand, and he picks up fighting the hand. hand. Like, yeah, he is the through line. Yeah. So to talk about his season is to kind of just do the prequel to the Defenders at. After in retrospect, yeah, that leads right into how the defenders are going to go down. Yeah, and which so, was to me was uh, because I really didn't, I didn't want to do a lot of pre-reading and you know get yeah. into a lot of that. I watched a couple of trailers, but that was it. But you know what happens in this and 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 the line it takes was surprising, a little bit surprising to me. Yeah, that you know, and I'll let you talk about you know Danny, but yeah, he had a great first season. Exactly. That led directly into the defenders. We leave him off fighting the hand. Now that Kunlun's destroyed, yeah, he has one mission, and that's to destroy the hand. Right, because the hand destroyed his, you know, his home, and that leads right into the defenders, man. So I and think that's where they're at. Yeah. So uh, before we get into our actual defenders thing, I want to kind of give a talk about the other shows and kind of our hype level coming in. Dad, give me your ranking of each year defenders based on their perspective shows. Uh, four to one or one to four? Four to one. Four to one. Um, I'd have to go with four would be Danny and Iron Fist. Yeah, it was the weakest of the seasons. You know, um, then I would go with Luke Cage, Jessica, and then Daredevil. And yeah. I think that would be my the same for me. Right. 
Because, you know, it's really close between Jessica and Luke, but Jessica and and the Purple Man were just, it was just a mind fuck the whole season. Different, but you still got her fucking throwing people around and people dying around her, you know. Being a smartass. Like, that's, and we'll get into that as we talk about, you know, her in this season, but that always just is entertaining to me exactly her always having to have the last word the always quip. being a smart i mean she's just intense with the quip and fucking mean as hell oh yeah, yeah, yeah. she's a snake she I cuts mean, deep yeah, dude yeah but okay so yeah that's i'd rank it the exact same way i mean iron fist is my like favorite character right out of there between him and daredevil but it just his, his first season seemed a little pushed it was it it's now makes a lot more sense in the general theme of what they were doing right like it's the kind of the wonder woman bvs effect where right you're like yeah oh, that wonder woman stuff in bvs didn't make sense and then you watch wonder woman and you're like okay now it makes a lot more now, sense. yeah it all works now yeah it retroactively makes it better yeah but so i'd go danny and then luke jessica and daredevil i think charlie clock charlie cox's daredevil is it's perfect yeah he's another one of those home runs by marvel for a character that i hold extremely dear right and we'll get into that at the end of this review <laughs> like i said full spoilers no more lead-ins, no more preludes. That's it. Yeah, we're we're going to talk how it went down. Yeah, let's get into the, the review of Marvel's Defenders. Come as you are As you were As I the four of you can save New York, you can't even save yourselves. All right, Dad. So what did you think, general thoughts, on season one of Marvel's Defenders? Uh, I really, really, really liked it. I really did. So it lived up to your hype? Yeah. And, you know, and, and the seamless transition. It really was. To me, that was that was the key part was you had these four already established characters that, you know, you liked. Yeah. You know, they did a great job with all four characters. And we spent so much time with them that they had to do a good job of putting them together. Bringing them together. It could, you know, it, you know this is one of those wagons where, you know, if one wheel started wobbling, the rest of it wasn't going to go. Yeah. And we'll get to that in a you know, kind of our deeper analysis, but they did such a good job bringing them together because that's what they had to do. I, I think it comes at the detriment of some other things, but the way they came together and their story weaved yep. was really, really well done. Yep. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, the thing um, we talked about, you like uh, the transition, yeah. uh, you know, in the opening scene, um, you get four scenes, actually. Yeah, essentially. You know, one you get With kind each. of the tie-in of each of those characters, and it, and you know, and that seamless transition from the end of their season to right where we are now. Yeah, you pick up with them. You get Matt kind of 
Just doing a case, doing pro bono work and helping this family. Yeah, out of Hell's Kitchen. Exactly. You see Jessica waking up at a bar. Yeah. In the morning. In, That's it. And she she's what, Brooklyn? Yes. I the think. Bronx, Brooklyn. One of those. She's got... She's got and, and that's the thing. Each one of them has their spot. Their borough. Yeah. Hell's Kitchen, you know, Harlem, um, I think Brooklyn, and, and then Manhattan. Manhattan. But yeah, so we get uh, Jessica waking up at the bar, and then Luke coming out of prison, which is, an, I Another, think, the best yeah. scene. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. See him break the handcuffs off. And, and then like, kind of, yours. yeah, kind of turns it into a ball and, and hands it. it's, uh, sorry, don't mean to step on you. That's all. Um, but and this is where we get our first crossover because we get to see Foggy come in and he, as Luke's lawyer, right from Hogarth. Yep. So um, this is our first tie, exactly crossover tie that kind of leads into everything else. So <laughs> we get a cool joke there about my friends call me Foggy and you let them, <laughs> yeah, which just sets up kind of the personality mixes that works so well yeah all of them all of them have their quirks and their abouts because you got to think you know they're from their area yeah so you know and anybody that knows or been to new york each of those areas have their distinct personalities yeah and so do these characters and and these characters fit that fit that personality to a perfect t because you know and that's a great point you're making about what's always been important to all four of these shows and that they've linked is New York. Yeah. There it's all New York. It's, it's a character within one, each of these shows within each of these characters, their ties to the city. Right. Yep. In different ways. And, and, and it, and, and you know, break it even further down. Like I said, you know, you have Luke and Harlem, so you yep. get that Harlem specific feel but also knowing that there's other parts of New York that they, you know, he's going to work in. Yeah, this is still my city. Yeah, exactly. And uh, we totally skipped over the first scene in the actual show, which opens up with Danny and Colleen. I want to talk about where, you know, there was a lot of flack and shit coming in from Iron Fist and the fighting and all that. We open up, boom, Danny's kicking ass right at the beginning. Yeah, right off the bat. Sparks the Iron Fist in the first five minutes of the show. And you're like, all right. We've learned yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. There's something important here. And it was heavy throwdown. Yeah. And we get to see kind of his fucking pain of dealing with fucking up Kunlun. Right. And that's and that's the whole thing. Is his whole childhood training all up to the dragon was to protect. Yeah. And he left, didn't finish his training. Yep. And, and then the place got burned down. So that's kind of you know the thing we talked about in the recap of the previous shows was how he leads directly into this, and that's this is where the tie is. Yeah, direct. The, spoiler alert: like I've said, the Defenders is all about Kunlun and the Iron Fist. Yeah, like this become he is the focal point of this series, and that and it goes back to what I said in you know the prelogue that. That was the surprising part for me. Yeah. Because for me, he had the weakest series going into this. So for them to double down on that. Yeah, and and make him the focal point was, uh, you know. Surprising. Exactly. I thought they were going to be like, yeah, he's just here with them taking out this bigger conflict. No, he becomes, I mean, yeah, they want him. Yeah, it becomes, like, the entire story drivers for this season are Daredevil and Iron Fist. Yeah, the Fist. I mean, every 
that that's Han's sole objective is once they figure out he's it. Yeah, he is the Iron Fist. They need him. Yep. And I kind of want to say that that's awesome for me and right into oh, my wheelhouse. Yeah. Is those are my two favorite characters in these shows. I yep. love 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 Jessica Jones. Do not get me wrong. Like Alias is a wonderful series. I've read all of it. But I like Iron Fist and Daredevil. Right. And, and exactly. I've, I've made my thoughts on Luke Cage known, so I don't want to... But, like, right. as, I love all these characters, but those two are the cream. So, yep. for, to have them being the driving force and getting to see that, you know, Kun Loon, the Hand, the Iron Fist mythology about the Chi and, and you the, know, the Invincible. The immortal, yeah. The immortal. more they call him the immortal, immortal. Iron Fist, I just, it, yeah. it fucking sent chills down my spine every time. And 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 you know, and all the play up to that. Every time they say it, it just carries so much weight, yeah. and the weight gets heavier every time they say it as you move through the and series. And then they shit on Danny. <laughs> like, yeah, it's usually followed by like, "You're weak. You're the worst we've ever like." It feels meta to a certain sense. Like they're like, we know you didn't like him that much, but here's why you will. And they do a good job, I think, of expanding on Danny's character. Yeah, beyond and, season and, one. Yeah, and they had to. They yeah. really did because you know you get the feeling too within the group. You know, he's the youngest, the most naive. Oh yeah, the clearly. less experienced. He's wide-eyed. Like, let's team up and be. Team superheroes and stop the hand, yeah, and this yeah. is what we're gonna do. And they're like, nah, like real life, <laughs> right? You know, people are gonna be involved in this. Yeah, lots of people. Yes, and I love that. You know, not to jump around too much, but that entire episode in the Chinese restaurant, where right? That's just what they're talking about. Yep how how is this gonna go down? Finding out who they are. Yeah, and why are you fucking here? And what do you do? And what's your deal? Right. And, yeah. It's, it's what I loved about it, and I'm gonna make several comparisons because you know it's kind of the only thing I have a reference point for is the Avengers, right? That did something similar. You know, they came in and they bickered for like thirty seconds, and then became the Avengers, right? Yeah, they had a mission, and that's what give makes these shows. I think, on a storytelling level, um, a step above. We got a full hour. Of, of that, you that know, bonding, kinda, that bond ideology that just exactly. Gave... Well, you had four special individuals, yes, that were coming together because everybody has a piece of what's going on, yeah. And and that's all you've seen kind of up to this point is each of their pieces mm -hmm. and how they start to tie together and intertwine, you know, the extra characters. And we haven't really hit on that, but. They drive a really interesting oh, yeah. part of the whole subplot of this. You know, Misty Knight, Claire Temple, Foggy, Geek. Karen, Colleen. I mean, like, you all, keep going, and yeah, you have all of these, you know, support characters that are just cool, too. Oh, yeah, because Netflix is, like, they've done such a good job crafting each one of these universes that you believe them, they all come together. You know, the especially the secondary characters, I'd say kind of go missing for the middle part of the series but you don't mind because you know what they're there for and how they act and what they do yeah they're off doing their little thing in in support but during that time you're getting the four just throwing down yeah. and building that relationship with these characters like that 
it was such a unique viewing experience. Like, and I just want to say that so much. The Defenders is unlike any viewing experience you've ever had in your entire life. Like, yeah, exactly. Especially for TV. That's what I'm saying. That like I keep harping on that single point, but it makes it like, there's so much time with every one of these characters. Yeah, like the Avengers did it in 15 minutes. Like the Defenders have done it. Well, we got we got character development for what ten hours, sixty five hours. Yeah, if you go back to all the series, and that's why I said you know they have established these characters, built a solid base for them, and the only thing they needed to do is Was, yeah, is is that transition. Yeah, bring and, them together, and they did such a good job with getting them there in the first four episodes, getting them together. And, yeah, and you still got their story of what was going on individually that brought them to this conflict. And that brings in those secondary characters because they're actually the first ones to start interacting within the four. Exactly. And start, you know, you see those tie-ins. And it allows you to have these subplots on subplots where you couldn't in an Avengers movie where you're like, we got two and a half hours and like Right, yeah, characters. the secretary or, you know, just an no, interest, like, no time. Nick Fury barely gets any time. Like, there's issues that you just can't do in the movies that you can in TV. And yep. it's it's so unique. I've never, there's never well, been anything like Well, and the best like part it. about this is we're getting these 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 insurmountable hours of television, but they've gone to a point visually now where, you know, they're almost there. Yeah. Cinematic level. Like exactly. The, you know, I, I enjoy watching this, you know, this series on, you know, the TV than I did was watching the Avengers. Oh, absolutely. Like the, the production value is bar none in this series. Like they went out and made the best series they could. Yep. For like you see all the money at work, the choreography is amazing, and we'll get into. The, I want to talk about the fight scenes as their own thing towards the end. Oh yeah, but oh my god, yeah, they're wonderfully done. Like the pa color palette, the costumes, like, and you get so much of it because yes. there's so many involved. Yeah, like it's the fight. There's six or seven that are just jaw dropping, <laughs> right? Throughout Where they're just throwing series. down, dude, and you all four of them. Yeah, and you compare it to something like the DC TV crossovers. Yep. Where it's so much there too, and you're like, oh, but like you only get to stay with those characters for a certain amount of time, right? Before they do their own thing. Like, yep. This was its own entity of like. Boom, here's these four in this Petri dish. and Yep, and watch the explosion. Exactly. With a, just a super intense bad guy. Yeah, and we haven't even touched on Sigourney Weaver's Alexandra, who is, you know, the leader of the hand. Yeah, and, and that's something we always wondered, especially in Daredevil and um, Iron Fist, was, yeah, we, we'd gotten Gao. Mm -hmm. uh, we've gotten the uh, Middle Eastern guy. Bakudo. Bakudo. Um, and we'd had the Asian, uh, the other Asian fellow. Sorry, I cannot remember his name, but he was in Daredevil season one. Right. And they mention it. He's like, he's responsible for Nobu. Right. And so, and we, have so the, we got, you know, we got what four of and the, the white hat. Right. So, you know, we already knew about three of the five fingers of, of the hand of the hand. And that's a good transition because this is my only knock on the series, I guess, and would be. The culmination of the hand storyline. Right. With the black sky and kind of to get into that, Electra is the main villain of this series. Like that's yeah. the tie for Matt. That's the physical uh, right. 
and that, like and, yeah, and that drives that drives his character through this. The whole thing. And she's like the physical conflict for all the defenders. Like yep. she's the big bad. Yeah. Essentially. That's and she right. does become that spoiler alert once she kills Sigourney Weaver late I think episode six. Yeah, it's the, yeah, you only had a couple of episodes after. But yeah, to get to the, you know, villain part of the series before we talk about the fights and all the cool, fun, awesome shit we want to superheroing <laughs> shit we're talking yeah. about at the end. Um this it's the build up of two seasons of Daredevil and Iron Fist. Right. And it felt kinda that that's it. Like I I love Sigourney Weaver. She's amazing in what she did. Yeah, but the the writing part yeah it was it just kind of flat it never you know the the coolest part about her is her outfits man but like she was there to get the defenders together yeah like the hand were there to fight the defenders yeah and you and the funny thing about it is uh you saw that yeah she she stirred the shit and then let everybody else come in and fight that's exactly how this show played out and as someone who's obsessed with the heroes as we are like these are the hero stories it worked for us yeah because it was all about doing a good job of getting these heroes together right. and it was everything the hand did served the masters that were the defenders it was right. not it the it served other way. its purpose of 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 getting these guys together but it what it didn't feel like they were doing whatever they were going to do anyway no. and the defenders were stopping them yeah that kind of that wobbled it did. It 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 didn't feel um like a major super hand threat. Like there was no mystical reveal of like Alexandra's the crane mother or I know I'm projecting, you know, stuff from the comic books onto this, but like there was no like next level oh shit when they were like we're gonna bring that guy you knew from Iron Fist together, the yeah. old Asian lady. And I was like Oh, so it's exactly what... I, oh, there's no, like, this is the bigger plan. Right. And when they got to their bigger plan, it was like, it how's should. that have to do with destroying New York? Right. And what the fuck's the and prophecy they, and, of you Black know, Sky? And I um, I read a, a, a quick article yesterday about it. And the, uh, the, biggest, the biggest beef they had was parts of the writing. Yeah. There was parts during the series that the writing just fell flat. Yeah. And I think that the hand and that whole storyline is where they kind of fell flat with it. Yeah, it, that's exactly where it was. Because it, it, the characters, the four characters and all the sub-characters were great in Masterclass. This. Oh my God, and I cannot say that enough. Like we're talking like this in the entire viewing experience is very minimal. There's two or three moments where you're like, wait, what exactly? Oh, whatever. They're fighting again. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, something's cool Because happening. all four of them are amazing. They're done perfection. They're interactions within each yep. other. And I can go here and start already quoting Jessica's one liners. Oh, Jesus. All day. The whole series, she just, her quips on everybody. And yeah. she does not care. No. She's going to call it out and does not care. Like, she tells Stick to fuck off. Yeah, I mean, all of them. It's, yeah, it's fucking wonderful. And then she gets in there and just kicks ass. She's like, does everyone in the city know Kung Fu? <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. It, I'm involved in a war of Kung Fu. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, devil boy, or whatever you're calling yourself now. Nice ears. Like, she, I cannot, you know, cannot beat it home enough how wonderful and amazing the four of them were. 
Yeah. The, and that's why I watched this show. So it it worked for me. I just have some minor like, well, well, the, that yeah, could have been better. Yeah, Let's, the hand and their whole sole purpose kind of started in one direction, really didn't get explained a whole lot, then changed the directions and didn't really get explained again. No. Yeah, no. <laughs> that's exactly it. <laughs> it w- that's that was my understanding yeah. of what the hand was doing. And it, it, but they provided great fucking throwdown, dude. That's the, all that mattered. And the characters were like I just I wished at the end of the day I wished the villain was as good as the heroes cuz the heroes were amazing. Yeah, exactly. Seeing the four of these characters interact, you know, Luke Cage and Luke Cage meeting Iron Fist for the first time, knowing what that relationship means. Especially, yeah. Power Man and Iron Fist, yeah, the heroes now, for hire. That's and right. And seeing that friendship just blossom yeah. towards, you know, the episode where Danny's tied up. Exactly. And you and you get, and it's a great scene because it slows, the, you know, yeah. slowed the episode down, but you got so much meaning and poignancy out of it. To those two characters. Exactly. That, and it's what these other, you know, crossover shows and the Avengers just can't do is spend time and soak in these relationships. Exactly. And like I said, you know, that, that took place as half of a hour episode. Yeah. Like we got to see Power Man and Iron Fist become best friends. Yeah. We got to finally understand each other. Yeah. We got to hear Tony Stark tell Steve Rogers, you were my friend. And I was like, I guess that happened off screen when they weren't yelling at each other through three Avengers movies. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and you got that, you got that whole, you know, they, they find out what each other is. Yeah. And, um, and find out, Hey, well, you know, yeah, you come from Harlem. I'm a rich billionaire boy from Manhattan, but we both kind of have the common same is, which is good doing good for people and just rallying around that as heroes. Yeah. Especially after, and we're just skipping all around. Fuck it. Well, it's just, yeah, this is how it is. Yeah. But like how the first episode's called the H word and it's about all of them being like, nah, 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 I'm not a hero. I'm not a hero. Well, and, don't call and me a superhero. The, and it, it brings back, you know, what we uh, had talked about about going into this is that all of them were heroes. Yeah, going to into everyone this. else, but not themselves. They, they right. Everybody looked up to them. The whole point of this is being like, this isn't the Avengers. Right. No, we don't. We're not superheroes. No, we're not. Su- no, we just, you know, you did good because a bad thing was happening. Yeah, the, and they do make a point throughout, and Jessica's kind of that through line is Daredevil's the only one who's a superhero. Right. Yeah, he's considered that. And that's kind of his and Danny's art together throughout this is um sorry about that. Is that you see Daredevil become the hero again. Right, because you are, you knew going into this he was done. Yeah, and he he'd put his shit up. He, it was in the box. Yeah, he doesn't put on the devil costume until episode 5. Right, yeah. Like and and you know and when he does fight he's got a scarf over his face yeah and oh it's so cool and we'll talk about it in the fight yeah. scenes but like you see Daredevil's arc is becoming the hero again becoming the leader and be like look this is what we can be yep and they're like they're reserved they're like we don't do that yeah we don't do that we don't wear a suit you know we just you know we just want to do good yeah and it's spoiler again. When Daredevil's presumed dead at the end, and we get kind of those prologue or uh, um, epilogue scenes, you see Jessica giving Luke shit is like, "When are they gonna fit you for your costume?" 
and like we see them they've now become heroes and after daredevil makes the comment to danny you need to protect my city we see him sitting up on the rooftop in what seems to be a transitional costume yeah into a you know a, a known tracksuit yeah and it is known tracksuit iron fist costume with right. the collar popped and everything like we see that him taking on the ideolo- ideology of Matt Murdock. And right. The idea of we can be this. Yeah. We can do it our way, but we can be this. We can be heroes. Yeah. Just for one day. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, Bowie. But, uh, you know, like, I just wanted to call out that through line. And, and, you know, and that's it. And, you and the, you know, the other part of that arc is, is Matt, yes, transitioning back into Daredevil, but also transitioning into a leader. Yeah. And the leader of the defenders. That I know how to do this. I've been doing this. My I now know, like Stick was kind of right. Yeah, that like, yeah exactly. You know he he saw well. You know he was there when they when Electra killed Stick. Yeah, and but Stick says you got to lead him, Maddie. Like you know what this is about. Yeah, and him reluctantly taking that role, but ultimately being something to aspire to and making the sacrifice play at the end. Yeah, like. After, you know, after he let his heart kind of bail on the defenders at one point during a big throwdown. Yeah, when it became about Electra. Yeah, and they're like, whoa, you know, this ain't what yeah. it's about. You but, can't <laughs> run and, off and chase tail. Yeah. Leave us hanging. <laughs> but, like, they, and they do such a great job of kind of straddling that line between Electra and the defenders and yep. kind of Matt's. The dilemma he's he's in, and yeah, it's so great for that character because that is Matt Murdock. He is the guy who worries about fucking everything and yep. has all these constant dilemmas and self doubt and fucking self hate, Catholic guilt bullshit, and having to be the Daredevil and Matt Murdock and keep a, a I mean a wall between them. Yes, there there's no there you cannot know, and he's to, Foggy's told him, and they do a really good job with that in this series. Yeah, how they explain away how he would be there, and and that's just what they get with having so much more extra time. Yeah, it's and what they did with all the heroes, and we're just harping on it is masterclass. Yep. Like their arcs, their stories, it makes up for the kind of the lacking villain that was the hand. Right. And, and really, you know, I guess you could look at it, uh, breaking it down now. It really, and you made the comment, it really didn't matter what the hand was doing. No. Because we got these characters and the hand provided the throwdowns. You knew they were bad guys and needed to be stopped. Right. And they're, you know, and, and the, you know, the hand itself, those those five characters were cool. Yeah, they were. They were fucking menacing as shit. Yeah, especially when they were together. And they, they just show up and get, fight and disappear like ninjas. Yeah, just into the shadows. It's like, yeah, typical bad guys. But, you know, when they're there, ah, man, they're cool as shit. Uh-huh. They're throwing down big time. Absolutely. <laughs> and that's a perfect segue. Um, I think we can start talking about just like the fight scenes. Oh, and which, uh, there's so many of them. I know, which is kind of what Netflix has become known, or especially these Netflix Marvel shows become right. known for at this point, is their fight choreography and oh, how they yeah, take that just, to the next level. Just so many fights and so many people in so many fights. Yes, and how the different defenders fight and how they came together at the end to start using their powers in unison. Right. And it's so cool to watch that transition, but just starting from specifically the first fight at Midland circle where Danny goes to confront him, and then they all end up showing their showing up there at the same time to help Danny. Yeah. Incident accidentally. 
seeing Danny Rand finally beat the shit out of like 25 hand guys. Exactly. And but, that's and that was one of our drawbacks to his series. Series he was, was the, the yeah the core the fight choreography just didn't fit what we needed to from an Iron Fist. Yeah, the literal best martial artist in the Marvel universe. Right, and and you get a lot better in this. Yeah, like I was afraid that Matt would constantly show him up, and that was not the case. No, no, like, they were on par. Yeah. Matt fought different. Like, I loved how they they looked different. Like, yep. there was a difference between the kung fu and kind of Matt just boxing. Right. Like, just or using the, the sticks. Or flip it. Like, yeah. And it it was fucking master. I keep saying it. Like, it was so well done. Yeah. And you throw the two brutes in exactly. there. You know, just fucking just pounding people, throwing people all over the fucking place. It's just, <sighs> yeah. It's just, and, it, and it's perfect. Yeah. You know, you have your two masters, basically. I consider Matty a master. Oh, He's he a master. Is. You know, he was taught by, you Stick. know, uh, uh, and he Stick, has... who is a chase. He was, wasn't it chase is what they were yeah. called? the chase is the fighters of the hand. Yeah, they're the kind of the defenders. Yeah, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> but, um, you know, yeah, I consider, you know, Matty uh, just as much of a master as, as uh, Danny. Yeah. But like you said, you know, those two styles along with – you know, yes, you got the brutes, but both Luke and Jessica fought different. Yeah, like Jessica fought more fluid. Exactly. Luke was a just pure a monster. Yeah, but Jessica, you know, she was a superhero for a tad bit. Like she had some moves. Like she knew how to defend and then use her power. And just and every time they'd pick something up and throw something or throw a car or some shit, you're like, hell yes, like yeah, so fucking cool, and. To talk about that first fight scene, like just seeing them all together, and of course the hallway because this is Netflix Always. Marvel. Yeah, seeing them come down the hallway and that one scene that's in the trailers, but like Luke throws some dude, Jessica throws a dude through a wall, Matt punches a dude, and then Danny like does a bicycle kick off, <coughs> like off the wall itself. Right. Yeah. You're like. Oh. But see, that's you know that yeah the and these these shows that's kind of become a trademark for them is yeah. those hallway scenes. And so to see this, the culmination of this yep. one, you're like, yes, that was worth it. Yep. And it just leads up to, you know, the fight in the Royal dragon. Oh, jeez. And, and, you know, and there you get more of the hand and the leadership of the hand. And all oh, I mean, Jesus. And every one of these fights, there's at least 30, 40 dudes. Always. Yeah. That's what I'm saying is there were so many fights and so many people in every fight. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, the defenders were always outnumbered five to one. And just seeing, and it, this is what I've talked about it on previous episodes, but to mention it again, that's what I love about these team up shows and the team up books and the comics and all that. We don't have time for Danny dealing with not having his chi. He sparked the fist in every fight almost. Yeah, exactly. Like, these are about the heroes coming together and bringing their collective powers to stop an even greater threat. Yeah, so like having have to, to deal there's with no choice here. Internal conflicts and oh, am I strong enough to fight these? No. It's about They're all at their pinnacle of badness. Yeah, they're all full-on full-blown superheroes kicking ass. That's it's just right. about kicking more ass than they could in. That's right. We already got the origin and the growing and all of that. This was about, you know, them coming together and throwing down in New York. Yes. And 
to see it so many times in so many different settings, like it never got tired. Yeah, in the day, you know, in a building at night, you know, I mean, just all over the place. In the they just threw, ground. they threw down everywhere. Yes, and it all culminated to the final fight underground oh, and like yeah. the secret. And I want to talk about this before we, I forget. Like we get to see the skeleton of Shao Lao the Undying. Right, yeah, like, the dragon. Yeah, they did not show us the dragon in Iron Fist, but we at least get, and it's in the full, like, it's in Danny's tattoo. Like, how the end of that episode pulls out, yep. and you see Danny trapped in the skeleton of Shalau the Undying underground. Yep. You're like, holy shit, that was fucking amazing. Yep. And to see that whole fight down there. Oh, and, and it was so cool. And, and even, you know, the lead up to that. Yeah, where you and, had the three uh, of all, them. Yeah, they were, you know, they were all three of them the having to come garage. get Danny. Yeah, because they figured finally figured out what was going to go down. And in the midst of you know those main fights, you have Colleen fighting Bakudo again, and it's it was awesome. And I think the best compliment I can play is like it didn't get old. It all felt no. new. Like they did something <clears throat> different every time. There was one signature moment i'd say for each character in each fight where you're like oh you still got that oh yep in every time throughout all eight episodes yeah it was there was always this oh man that's, yeah that's cool oh yeah all the way from you know fucking luke tearing a pipe off the wall throwing it to jessica and jessica hitting gal with it. i mean just yeah just teeing her up and just like how they you and once again, like you have so much time with these characters, you got to see them slowly start work together. Yeah, like from the first fight where Matt bails right away to the end where they're full working together the whole time, having to like when Danny punches the dude and Daredevil's bicycle kicks and hits the other two, and like they're working full on together. Yeah, you know Luke and Jessica, you know punching and throwing guys at each other, you know, and she throws and Luke. Yeah. fucking throws or more Luke taking fire to hide you know Danny from bullets and right. like, shit, like just them growing in both personally and physically it, they did such amazing job with these four characters I can't say it enough oh yeah exactly and and this is it just just makes me want more of each of them and more together and more together and yes. yeah you're looking at this this could be a big time Marvel TV franchise. I love it. I I love it so much. Dude. I feel like I'm just like I like this. I like this. I'm trying to kind of keep it cohesive without getting too specific into these. But but they're oh all yeah. God. They're just all so good individually and wonderful now t- together. Yeah, and I love Daredevil. I love Iron Fist. Like and to see these characters, you know, come together with you know, what it means, Power Man and Iron Fist and Jessica Jones and Luke Cage coming back together. And we get to see that relationship flourish again. That's right. Something so important to the comic books. Like, it sounds super, like, lame, but they did such a great job of adapting these, but keeping them who they are in the Grounded. books. And why I loved these characters to begin with, because it, these are, you know, more so than some of the Avengers characters and the Justice League characters that have kind of been in the consciousness forever you know like there's always a spider-man cartoon or right, a batman Captain movie like you kn- there's so many different interpretations the bi- all the big guys they came from everywhere like right. it's hard to pinpoint the first time you met remember meeting spider-man in your right. life or captain america but these are specifically most of these characters for me are from the comic books like that's where i they're some of the first characters i actually found 
from the books. Like they weren't in anything. Right. <clears throat> you actually just found them. Yeah, I was like, oh, this looks really cool. Let me see what Danny Rand's about. Yeah, exactly. And it, you know, and and you get the great street feel to it. That's what I'm saying. They did such a great job of adapting those books that I am so passionate for. You know, like I don't get it's this is the best way I can kind of explain it is I don't get so worked up at different interpretations of Batman because there've been so many. So many. So exactly. so many. Like yep. you have animated Batman, Lego Batman, <clears throat> The Batman. You know, oh, you, Bat- said, you have over Batman. 75 years of Batman. But there's from different mediums and everything like this. Exactly. Like, I read Daredevil, and that's that Daredevil. Matt Murdock acts a certain way from the comic books. It's one specific medium that is informing my view of that character. Same with Danny Rand and right. Luke Cage and Jessica Jones. Exactly. So, to see them done so well from that specific interpretation... Right, exactly. It makes it that much more enjoyable. Yeah, and it really them, does, and it just the hype is that much better. It felt like a very, very well done comic book, and that's what I love about these Netflix series, is because you get like here's the mini arc, the mini three issue arc or three episode arc, right? That has them coming together. Here's the three mini issue arc where they have to, you know, come together to figure out what yeah, the hand they're doing it, you know it works in like panels is actually how it rolls through it's it's how comic book storytelling is it's serialized it's weekly it's small parts of a story that lead up to an overarching exactly it, and that's what and that's what you get in this and it's literally like literally. and mom called it out while we were watching the first several episodes yeah. is that's a that's a comic book shot yeah or that's a comic book shot i can see that in the comic book exactly and it just it allows these series and especially this one to do what the comic books do. It feels like a comic book. Exactly. It feels like the comic books I've read, which is the ultimate compliment I can play that pay to this because I think I've done a shitty job saying it. These comics mean a lot to me because that's what informed the my love of these characters specifically. Right from the books. Yes, like I fucking love Daredevil comics. Like I will. I've had conversations off. Mike with you where I think that character may be the most compelling comic book character he's, ever written. He's so deep. Yes, like I mean both physically and mentally and he emotionally. Is so like, deep and and you get that. Yes, you get that richness. You get the full breadth of what Mac Murdock as a character has to offer. Right. Of the mythology of Kun Loon and Danny Rand and what the you know, this what Defenders did so much better than what Iron Fist did was give you the this is how important the immortal fucking Iron Fist is. Right. Yeah, they go into the mm. the the weight of what he carries. That title. Yeah. That, you know, you're looking at you know something that for millennial yeah. has gone on and this guy was chosen. And this is what kind of power it brings within the world of what you don't know. Yeah, how that, crazy that, it is. Yeah, the chaos. And Christopher he's a protector of chaos, of you know, preventer of chaos. Yeah, and it, that's what the hands looking for. They they want to be mortal and run fucking everything. Exactly. But <laughs> it, it was it, they did just such a good job. It felt warm, like a fucking like comic books on Sunday morning with your coffee. Like right. it felt perfect yeah it just had that comfortable feeling exactly it was a mini series like it was perfect eight episodes it told a really contained great story with characters i love it 
and set up and you know we really haven't said yeah. anything about that is how all four of them now are set up for their next their yeah. next series like run. um at the end of this series we have danny full-on vigilante mode. like he is the iron fist and now protecting new york right he is essentially assumed daredevil's position as, at the, at the as final pro- well air quotes final request of matt murdoch right before they get in the elevator and matt is buried basically yeah we there's a good 15 minute last 15 minutes of the series where we think matt murdoch's dead yeah we're there and everybody yeah that uh, that's the way it's like, run i i wow. was slack jawed yep and about to throw something and cry yeah because i i said to you i said matt murdoch's dead the I, defenders I was, are dead i was like no I was like, they, they can't kill. Me. No. Yeah. And I said, yeah, that's what they just, they just, one Defender series, two Daredevils, and we're done. Yeah. <laughs> thing is, I full on fucking believed it, dude. I, it know, had me. Because I, like, I couldn't, I just couldn't picture any way he, he could have got, got out of that. And I was like, well, they, they're going to fucking do it. Because, you know, what was it? There was three episodes that they specifically talked about that damn building, yeah. that hole, and what they were going to have to do. Yeah. So you knew if you were trapped in that hole, you're fine. <laughs> yeah, you were going to be there right. and become bones like the dragon was. Yeah, we'll see. But he got out of it. Like, but yeah. there was 15 minutes there where I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I was I was sitting there laughing, going, "Oh man, I was so this could upset. be just the ultimate mind fuck." I was so upset, so 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 <laughs> upset. But yeah, so we see, you know, Daredevil now waking up all bandaged and shit in a nunnery. With his mother, and that's, spoiler alert, that's what that's teasing. Uh, you see the lady go, go get Maggie and tell him he's awake. Right. Maggie Murdoch is Matt's mom, who in the comic books had postpartum depression and left Matt. And his father. Yeah, to join the nunnery. Right. So it's that's going to come wow, into play. Wow, that's Daredevil cool. It, it's a real cool story. She's a, she's a really interesting character, yeah. which ties into Matt's Catholic fate. Yeah. The oh, character's yeah. fucking rich, I'm telling you. Yeah. He he and he's the deepest of them all. Absolutely. Of like I like I'd say any comic book character. Right. Um that's my opinion, but moving on. So we see Luke. He's back as Harlem's hero. Yeah, he's still yeah, he's back <clears throat> into his role. Yeah, he came, got out of jail, came back as a hero, was reluctant, kind of, you know, went along with this. Yeah. You know, but now, yeah, he's he's going to be the hero of Harlem. Yeah, and I think that's kind of... We see the impact of what Matt did and what Matt brought to this team as a whole as all three of the other characters are fully embracing their roles. Right. Like, Jessica's full-on back to work yeah, for she, the first time. That's it. Yeah, she's back in. You know, she's going to start taking calls. Helping you. people. All three of them just want to be heroes now. Yeah, exactly. They want to help their... You know, they're hood. Yeah, and we get to see the inspiration that Matt brought to them. And it's crazy that if you've listened to us talk about the Defenders, you know, before it actually came out, I was always worried. I was like, it's going to look stupid with Matt in a Daredevil costume and the rest of them in no costumes. Like, it's going to look stupid. You're not going to get that weight to it. You're not going to get that, oh, that cool Avenger suit-up moment. Um, well, but the way this was the way this was done, you didn't need that. Well, and I'm saying they flipped the whole thing on their head and yep. made Matt an inspiration and something to look f- up to as dressing as a devil. Exactly. 
because like you said the first you know first half of it he's not even in the costume no that and they make us such a and kind of thinking about it as a whole right now that it's so fresh like the fact that they harped on in the first episode it's called the h word it's about them nope don't call me a fucking hero i'm not a hero no and by the end they're like they fully embraced because, i need to help people yeah, i need to be a hero because you know because of their powers, they got in, all of them got involved in something that could have went really, really, really bad. Yes. And, but it's kind of, you know, that Spider-Man thing they all figure out with great power comes great responsibility. And now they have a responsibility to yep. be heroes. <clears throat> and I love it. I loved it. Um, so I think that kind of. It wraps it up. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's all four of them are, you know doing their thing we're gonna get another season of each of them yeah you know hopefully another defenders um and then the, you know the spinoff from daredevil uh we got the punisher, punisher man coming in like two months yeah That's and he's he's one of my favorites i love yeah, the john punisher. Falls great i love the punisher. so okay um i'm gonna ask you dude before we give our final rate uh rating for season one pick your favorite moment like out of everything we talked about the fight scenes, the character moments, all of it. There's so many good ones, you yeah. know, and that's the thing about, you know, running eight, 10, 12 episodes, you get so much, you get so much involvement and there's so many good, just quips and quirks yeah. that happen. Um, but my favorite, my favorite moment is the original throwdown between Luke and Danny. Yeah. And then Danny breaks, breaks out with the chi and punches him in the and face. Punches, and punches punches Luke. And, yeah, I can get behind that. Like how they shot it where Danny uh, was like oh, sped up. Well, and that's where and that's where you got the better choreography of Danny and the way his kung fu fighting is. Yes. And that's why I really enjoyed that because that was going to be a, that was a question for me going into this is how mechanical is he going to look? Yeah. And that scene showed his mastery, his flipping and, and his preciseness and his kicks and his, and you know, and the way he used his hands. Yeah. So you knew that, yeah, well, he's not going to do anything to, to Luke, no. but I can see this as being fucking cool. Yeah. And when he has to start throwing down with hands. Exactly. It was super cool, but you had the constant visual gag of, it's doing absolutely nothing. To no, Luke. yeah, he is not going. Luke's going to stand there until yeah. he grabs him and throws him on the ground, which he does a couple of times. Before you know, he fucking just cheese up, man. And dude, not that he just punches and like knocks he just him. rocks his whole head and throws him halfway through a building, like twenty feet through. The <laughs> right, air, dude. Yep. And then you get the scene afterwards where Luke's like, "Wow." Yeah, that dude, mean right hook. <laughs> yep. But yeah, that to me was, you know, a defining moment. Yeah. Um, for the series, it really was. And those two characters that are Yeah, so become so, you know, so friends. tied like, together. Yeah. That is two of the, I'd say, most synonymous characters in comic book history. Like, right. Power Fist and Iron Man. I mean, yeah, Power Fist. <laughs> right. Power Man and Iron Fist, like heroes for hire those two belong together yeah in new york yeah so dude i i'm wholeheartedly you got the thumbs up over here <laughs> or two fists up right that's right um my favorite moment though also an iron fist moment but it's where he saves daredevil like there was no moment cooler than seeing him break Electra's sword oh just yep 
and save Matt. Chia and fist. and just yeah, just drives his fist right through the sword. And I was like, that's fucking awesome. That's the coolest shit ever. Yeah, but see that that scene comes back because she could have killed him. Yeah, Matt. Yeah, and she Double held time. up. And yeah, that comes back and major bees, and that becomes a major player through it, that. The they rest do a of the real show. good job with that Electra Daredevil. Yeah, love, because it, they did a great job in season two. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, that was a relationship that you could that you could buy. That it, mm-hmm. you know, it had depth to it. Yeah, because they both understood. And you got a great flashback with her as Electra and Stick talking about being the chase yeah and and trying to get danny and then she's going or matt and and she's telling stick he ain't gonna do it and then stick was like you love him like you fell in love with him you let him change you yeah that's which comes into play but it was really well handled yeah because i love alodi young i think her name does a really good job at electra yeah and her keeps staring at those sighs She eyed those motherfuckers like twelve from, times. Yeah, from and and we brought it up the first that, episode. Yeah, where she walked through and and Sigourney tells you you have your you know you, you have your, your choice and she looks at those first. Yeah, and then walks by, which Every surprised time. me. Every time and until she stabs, yeah, it kills Sigourney. Exactly, <laughs> and it was so ironic. Yeah, <laughs> I saw that coming. Though. <laughs> um, so give me your final rating, dude, out of uh, five. How many fingers of the hand are you oh, given? I, I'd give it um, four fingers and down to a first knuckle, so yeah. four and a half. Yeah, that's literally exactly what I was gonna, I was going to say. Like um, all the stuff with the actual defenders themselves make up for most of the stuff with. Yeah, and and you know, the and hand. if you think about it and really just you know analyze it, if that you know what geeks do. Yeah, you know the hand. <clears throat> being whatever the hand was doing with it, whatever story they were doing was okay. Yeah. But it provided the perfect vehicle for yeah. our defenders. That's what it was. And they let the defender shine, which I think was the yeah. right move. At the end of the day <clears> because... And just got to see so much good throwdown. And yes. And character, it was, it was massive masterful yeah it was wonderful it was amazing netflix it was spectacular marvel this is this is this is a home run yeah to, to to give it the marvel branding dude it was astonishing it was spectacular it was amazing it was invincible it was incredible dude. <laughs> it, was, it was all those they were, they were tales to astonish yep <laughs> and all of them absolutely so hey internet people now we're reaching out to you we've told you what we thought of the defenders what did y'all think come on Easiest way to talk to us, LegacyCharacters.com. Yeah, that's that's the link, and you can go anywhere you want to from there. Yeah, you can email us directly, mm-hmm. LegacyCharacters at gmail.com, or you can go on there. There's a contact tab, uh, contact tab with a comment section, yeah. an email box. <clears throat> you can our bios. You can get a little, uh, you know, a little throwdown of yep. about us, our latest shows, all yeah, kinds of cool it's shit. It's about communication, the banter, talking back and forth. That's the thing, man. Hell you yeah, know, just then, talking about it. Uh, if you go into any social media, Facebook, Twitter, just search Legacy Characters. I'm sure you'll find us. Yeah, probably we're definitely the only people. Um, and then, yeah, most importantly, if you can do us a huge favor for the show, go on iTunes, SoundCloud, rate and subscribe and review. 
It helps the show get noticed more with yeah, all the important and, you know, stuff. Get to talk more. Exactly. Uh, so it's always fun, man. It was awesome talking to Fender's daddy Oh, yeah. Great. Great series. I, much, much, much recommended. I was not let down whatsoever. No. Like, it was emotional. <clears throat> not at all. It was yeah. amazing. A great roller coaster ride. It really is. It's a great roller coaster ride. Yes. Uh, I, I'm going to watch it again. <laughs> but, all right. That was awesome. Until next time, go out and make your legacy. You characters. Mm-hmm.